Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. All right. Welcome back, folks. We're so happy you keep joining us here on our payroll podcast. Yes. We're so excited about the growth. What well, we were like in still in 13 countries, but hundreds of listens. And we're just really excited. We never thought we'd be this point this quickly, really. So it's, it's right. It's just good support. And we and clearly we're putting something decent out there. So we appreciate you. Today's show, we just wanted to keep that vibe of doing something different. We were getting bogged down on trying to do some really technical things and we wanted to keep it fun. So we're going to share a few different topics about payroll and how payroll plays in to our day-to-day lives and a few cool examples that we came up with. But before that, man, how you doing, Walt? I'm good, man. Just I'm excited. I am so happy just looking at the analytics for this podcast and all the support, all the different guests that we've had so far, the guests that we're going to have. I'm super excited, man. Like you were saying, like, I'm surprised. I'm blown away that we're in 14 countries and we're almost at... We're almost at 400 listens wow. already, you know what I'm saying, wow. since we started this. And it's just been mind-blowing. I'm glad that we decided to take the step and yep. take that leap and do it. Yep. And I think we're just going to continue to grow and see some positive things come from this. Yeah, absolutely. And a perfect segue into this quote that you shared for us today. The secret of change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Yes, that quote by Socrates. Socrates. I like that, man. Perfect segue because that's true, man. We 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 want something new. You have to do new things. If you want something different for your lives, you have to do new things, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, right? Building habits. So you were talking about how you've been working out straight for a while, like you've already established this habit now. Mm -hmm. Because how long is it that we gotta do something before it becomes habit? They said 21 days, three weeks. 21 days. And it's not a lot of time, but it's tough if you're trying to do something Mm -hmm. new and you got to build that habit. As we say, keep going, keep growing. Whatever you guys are trying to do, just keep going, man. Keep trying because it will make an impact as long as we're focusing that energy on building something new. Yes, exactly, man. I'm going to touch on what you were saying about me working out. So right around that third week, is when I was just like, stuff started getting stressful with different things going on at work and life and stuff like that. And so it was easy for me to say, oh, I'm just going to take today off as a mental stress day. Yep. And that's the fight that we have to, that we have to have and yep. go through. It's just, we need to fight those old habits and well, not even fight them like the quote was saying, but build those new ones and say, hey, I'm going to not fall back into those old things. That's right. I'm going to continue do what I'm doing. Yep. And, and now that I'm starting to walk around and I, I pick up the weights like in the middle of the day, because like, <laughs> it's a habit now. Yep. And so like, I enjoy this habit. Yeah. Good like, for you, bro. I'm glad. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I have three kids and my oldest is going to college and it's back to school time all the way around. She's also working. And a lot of folks don't know students are tax exempt on federal and state level. They still should pay Social Security and Medicare because that ultimately starts building that bucket for retirement. Mm -hmm. So that's another good call out. People often don't realize that your Social Security and Medicare, you are paying into a bucket that hopefully when you retire, you're able to pull from Social Security when you retire is not free money. 
it's money that you've paid into the system your whole career. And now you're getting it back. You're supposed to get that money back. That's mm-hmm. why that a conversation about, oh, the Social Security is going to go away is such a controversial topic because most Americans are like, whoa, what do you mean it's going away? I'm paying into that every paycheck. Yeah. Like they can go away all at once as long as they give me my money back. You know what I mean? It's always a conversation piece because it's should it be privatized? Should the government have that control of it? But look, it is what it is at this point. Understand that if it all remains the same, your Social Security and your Medicare is what you draw on when you retire. So keep that in mind. All right. So one of those benefits are being a full time student in college. They're exempt from federal and state and local taxes, Mm -hmm. income taxes. Because it's just a benefit. Hey, you're a student. You need your money. I was just telling my daughter, like, hey, make sure that you're not paying those taxes. And the sad part is a lot of companies are not even aware of this. And they hire a student and and the student has to fight for it. And, hey, I'm a student. I'm tax exempt. It may throw off your payroll person because if they're not used to dealing with students, Uh they're going to be like, no, I can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah. So you really have to be the push. And I even told them if they push back, you let me know and I'll call them because I'm your father and I'm a payroll professional. So I'm going to I'll educate them on this benefit so that you could be tax free. Now, again, the difference is, does she get the money in her paycheck every paycheck or when she goes to file, she's going to get the money back? Yes, of course, if you're of the thought of that's just money in the bank and we can save it or the great Susie Orman who kind of her frame of thought has always been, I think, if I'm not confusing the facts, is that you should have your money now. You take your money when you get paid so that you can invest on with that money and you can save on it instead of letting the government chill with it all year, billions of dollars that they're making investments and interest and making money on, and then they pay it out in taxes. And she always says that it doesn't even out you know, dollar for dollar, when you go file your taxes, you think you're getting all this money back, but there's always little things that kind of catch it up and, or you get whatever. It's so complex that it's like, you may not get all your money back because of the tax laws. So just keep that in mind, parents with full-time students, college students, and even high school students, they should not be paying taxes. So as we go back Mm -hmm. to school, keep that in mind with your students, period. If they're working age and their student age, they can be tax exempt. So let me ask you a question. So is that yeah, why is that why a lot of parents, when they send their kids to college, they still claim them on their taxes? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're they're still dependents. Yeah. They're still dependents. Yeah. And that's funny because my CPA asked me that. He's like, Hey, is she doing this? Is she doing that? Like we had to have now I have to factor her into this conversation because yeah. she's a student age and working age and all that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Great points, man. Thank you for sharing that and letting us into a little bit of your life and like your shared experience that a lot of different parents, let alone payroll professionals, have going on with their college kids. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so something I wanted to touch on as we flow through this list is how politics can impact the work environment. Now, I know we've talked about politics, office politics. I'm actually right. talking about real like, politics, actual government politics okay i and i have this story where not even a story it's just basically i've heard at several different companies throughout my career i've been told you were never you're never supposed to talk about politics at work 
Yeah. Like, never. They were like, nope, we don't bring – everyone comes in. Yep. Do the job. You don't talk about who you're affiliated with, what you believe, whether you're liberal, apolitical, moderate, or conservative. You don't talk about it because it can lead to those tense moments. And if you knew that this person that you already bump heads with was opposite of you or yep. opposite of you – it could create like a hostile work environment. Yeah, it could. Unfortunately, I know we've, I've seen it happen in my career where someone didn't think the same way as another person and they purposely like would get in another department's way or they would purposely like argue with this person just to say, I don't like them. I just want to, I don't do this and I don't do that. But because they knew about their personal political and religious beliefs in that instance in that instance in that instance you know what i'm saying so i just feel like we're all people you can believe what you want to believe you can think what you want to think but give each other that respect in the work environment don't allow it to affect your job because if you're the one who's starting to like be a a jerk about it then you're going to find yourself probably being written up and being talked Mm -hmm. to having a, a counseling with you because of how you're operating at work So it makes me think about sex, religion, and politics. Yep. (laughs) Those topics are sensitive to talk about in mixed company where where there's not like a friend or something like that, some non-trusted company. So I always try to keep that in mind, and I think that's consistent. You were saying don't talk about sex, religion, or politics, right? Nope. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk about it. Those are the things we don't, the names, the the things, the topics we do not speak of. You know what I'm saying? So like, we don't touch those things. So I get it because it can lead to those moments because most of us are passionate about what we believe in. So somebody comes through and says, I don't believe in this and you're passionate about it. You're going to, of course you're going to react like that. Like what? You're not doing this. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. I, I get it. But yep. we have to, we have, we as professionals have to remember that when we're when we find ourselves in those potential situations. Yeah. And I would be careful, looping it back to payroll, yeah. I would be careful as to advertise your affiliations because we're trusted with finance, right? Whatever little bit of actual impact we could have on somebody's paycheck the perception is that we have a bigger responsibility a fiduciary responsibility Uh we really don't because again we process things that are pre-approved your payroll person regardless of what you think about them they don't have much impact on your paycheck you know what I mean? Other than, I guess, a, a, an, an egregious, a, 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 like, I, I just did, I deleted the person from the batch and they didn't get paid. Yeah. That's something that you could, is suspect and you could maybe want to look into more and report and whatever. But, you know, you, you can't say, oh, this person's conservative. That's why my pay is so like this yeah. or that third or maybe even as a leader and you're working on projects. Again, you don't, you know. I don't think you want to advertise too many things because then they might start thinking that, hey, is this the right person to be in payroll if they Mm -hmm. think X, Y, Z? So that's just keep that in mind. Not about it's not about hiding or not being transparent. It's just Mm -hmm. about being smart about some of those sensitive subjects. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. Yeah. Yep. And just to lighten it up now, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're both sports fans. Me and Walter yeah. love sports. I don't get too much into hockey or golf, but I respect them all. Whatever. My yeah. thing is baseball and football. My Yankees are doing great right now. The Mets are doing great right now. New York is doing awesome. And it brings up a really interesting topic for payroll because 
if you think about where do they pay taxes, because the rule in payroll is your income tax is based on where your butt is, where you sit, right? That's like the term that we use, where your butt is, that's where you pay taxes, there are some exceptions, like yeah. everything in payroll. There are exceptions, and but there are other states that are very aggressive about doesn't matter where your butt is. Your headquarters is in the state that directs your movement, so you have to pay there also yeah. and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Be careful, but that is the general rule of thumb. That's the phrase I was looking for. Rule of thumb is where your butt is. So it does apply to professional athletes because if you think about basketball, football, baseball, they play in different states. Yep. So if you have never thought about it, I'm sure the non-payroll people probably don't even think about it. But guess what? Those professional players, they have to pay taxes in every state that they play in. Yep. So think about that, right? Like they play in probably 30, 40, 50 states, not all 50, but 30 or 40 of them. And they pay whatever that rate is and all yep. that. I don't even know what that looks like if you're a payroll professional that works for a professional sports team and would like to be on the show come through we you're welcome to come on and teach us like what that looks like is it automated is it manual like how the heck does that work what do those profiles look like who's updating all their tax profile and how do they know when and how is there a payroll system that can handle it out there now that would be great to know so yeah it's just one of the things to toss out there for payroll professionals who don't work in sports payroll just another interesting call out for the payroll world and how it impacts our day-to-day let me ask you because i know you mentioned the yankees and the mets you didn't mention the giants there buddy Oh, what who, who, the the San Francisco Giants? I don't like them. I don't like them guys. I'm talking about the New York Giants. Oh, New York Football Giants. Oh, those guys. Yeah, no, those are my big blue man. They yeah. just yo, we're in the rebuilding phase, bro. Wow. We're in a rebuilding. What? Who are your teams? Like basketball is my main sport. So okay, I like, I like Miami. The Heat. Like as far as baseball, the Marlins. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, they're just like with this organization. Like we won that one World Series back in the. What, mid-2000s or whatever? Like that was like the Florida Marlins, though. That yeah, was before Florida. they became the Miami Marlins. I don't know what happened from the yeah, switchover. Man. They I got some know, kind man. of curse. No, we just don't spend. We don't want to. We don't want to spend. Our payroll is one of the lightest payrolls in the league and stuff like that. So you got rid of Stanton. That was a dumb move for uh, Miami. Yeah. And look at him at the Yankees killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. I got mad love for the Marlins because Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly is their uh-huh. manager. He's a yeah. freaking Yankee legend. Yep. And Derek Jeter is part owner and was an executive in the back office until recently. Yeah. So, like, I used to call them the Yankee South. And so I would love to see them do better because now I am yeah. in that market and they, are, they should be my hometown team. But yeah, uh-huh. what about football? Football, I like the Hurricanes, and then professionally, my, Miami, man, Miami Dolphins. Miami, like, I, know there Miami. Was some, yeah, I know there was some controversy and stuff like that. I won't get into now, whatever, with the team. But, yeah, man, I, I'm riding die for them, man. That's uh, what's up. And I'm happy to tell all you all you listeners out there that we beat the Giants last year. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was at that game. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, we're in the rebuilding phase, man. Can't all be the Giants that beat the Patriots two times in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Can't always do that now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up. I'm excited about the new season. Yeah, me too, man. So 
one, the next thing I want to talk about is one of the new trends in payroll right now are these advanced payments. So like, you ever heard of like same day pay? Yep. So that's, that seems to be going on a lot here. And some of the pros and cons like that, that, that may have impact on the employees or the employers is that they'll have to manage their, for the employee aspect, the employees will have to manage their money a little bit differently. Oh yeah. So if I get same day pay, yes, I'll have access to my funds immediately after clocking out and they'll be in there however, however it's set up. I may have to manage, it's my responsibility to manage how I spend mm-hmm. that money if I'm getting that. So there's more pros for the employees because they have to access their funds quicker. They're able to make their ends meet, you know what I'm saying? So if they need some gas, they'll be able to get gas. And instead of waiting, like most pay periods, they have a, or the majority of pay periods have a lag between period end date and check date. Yep. So you won't have that. You will just have access to your money right then and there. The employee benefits. Now, some of the cons fall onto the employer side because, yeah, we help the employees, but... You got to think there's some same day pay fees, depending on who you partner with in the industry, there's fees that the employer has to pay. So that increases spending for the employer. So the employee has their immediate cash. Some employers are willing to do that with no problem. And some employers are willing to take that hit just to help their employees out. But you got to remember, like, I know this one article I was saying, I think it was talking about nursing and it's saying that the employees were saying that if they had same day pay, they would work harder. They will work longer. They would like saying, like, hey, if I had access to my money, I wouldn't be so stressed out if I had the same day pay option. They're saying, yeah, that can help morale and stuff like that for employers. But you're going to probably have to spend a little bit more money. But some people are willing to take that risk. Yeah, I think what impacted was like the gig economy transition over the last few years because of the pandemic. And even probably before that, yeah. the gig economy was just building. The pandemic made it blow up. And the concept as a payroll professional is very interesting, the mechanics on how it works. So depending on the vendor that you pick, you have to, or honestly, regardless of the vendor, from what I see, you have to be able to get your employees hours to that vendor every day, all throughout the day in real time is what's preferred so that by the time they clock out shortly after that, they can already project what their earnings are and they can go ahead and draw on it if they want. Some of the stats that I have learned is that a lot of folks, what they do is they create a weekly payment schedule for themselves because most companies, best practice for payroll for your employee and your processing is, right, you're not processing every week and you're not doing like a semi-monthly or a monthly pay. So bi-weekly is a nice medium for your employees and your payroll staff. But what this advanced pay features, what the stats are saying is that folks are paying themselves weekly. Yes. And I even remember my wife loved, we fell on opposite schedules for pay. Yes. And then we ended up getting income every week, even though we were both on bi-weekly. So that's what folks are really doing. They prefer that weekly payment. The cons is like exactly what you said on the employee side. It really puts a lot of stress onto you. Now you have to manage your money better. Yes. Just some call outs there for that feature. 
again, pros and cons, good or bad. I think it is a great feature, but you have to use it wisely. You have to be smart because mm-hmm. it, instead of waiting that two weeks for your pay, that lump sum, and you've budgeted yeah. it out, now you're spending a little bit along the way. Yeah. And hey, you've already pre-spent, so yeah. pay, regular payday comes and you might not have a check anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And then, then there are also some controls that the employer can enforce as far as how much they can get. Yes. They can mm-hmm. limit this. It's yeah. a feature. So that it's not, oh, you have to give me my pay every day. No. So they're, they can limit it. And I think the vendors also have some controls and limit the amount as well. Just as a bit of a safeguard, yeah. But uh, it is a very interesting new feature, and I think that it is going to become more very normal in in the future for this to be a a default feature in all payroll products. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're spot on what you said with the gig about the gig economy. So when Brian says gig economy, if you don't know what that is, oh sorry, the DoorDash, Instacart, those things like that. So I've done Instacart and made pretty good money. Right, and doing a few hours a day, and I would clock out, and I would get a portion of that money that I completed those orders for that same day within a few hours after clocking out. I wow! Would access now my tips that would that they would process would take a little bit longer, would take a couple of more days to go through. But okay. Like usually, like a day or two, it would post to my account. Wow! Or I could just choose the option to say, okay, hey, fund my account now. I can I could let it sit in that. Instacart account if I wanted to, but then I could just transfer it almost like PayPal or right. Venmo like that and transfer right. it to my account for a fee. Wow. Right? And so, yeah. So like you were saying, the gig economy has impacted it greatly because you have access to your funds yeah. right there. Quicker. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that, man. It's definitely a good feature, especially if you're going to do a part-time thing. Yep. You don't have to wait now another two weeks because mm-hmm. I'm doing the part-time because I need extra money. So I need it yep. now. Yep. You know what I mean? So I like the way it's moving because I feel like it empowers us to to control our finances better. Yeah. If you can, right? Yeah. Control your finances. And be very diligent about how you spend, track your spending, things like yes. that. I think it forces that. Unfortunately, that kind of leads me into my next topic that I wanted to share about is like how our payroll skills could help us in day to day. Yeah. And a lot of times with payroll, you are exposed to the accounting department and what budgeting is and finances and things like that, the other kind of helpful things. And for me, that's how it's helped me. I'm able to look at my budget differently. I'm able to analyze my spending differently. I'm using spreadsheets to leverage and help my, right? My thing was funny, just like the other day, I'm looking at stuff and my wife saw me walk by the screen and she's like, oh you paying bills i was like no no you pay the bills i'm doing the analysis i'm just doing some analysis and then that's how we partner it's a check and balances so another thing that i take from work and i apply it at home i call my wife the family cfo so (laughs) right she pays all the bill like the way we manage it is unique to how we do it but it is kind of use that steve harvey approach to to how couples should manage their accounts and that's what we do and uh, whatever, she saw me doing stuff and she's like, yo, what are you doing, bro? And I'm like, no, man, you do the paying the bills. I'm just doing some analysis. I'm looking at where we're spending it. Oh, another good thing that's to keep in mind, what do, what do they call it? Scripturation. Like when you when you have too much subscription stuff yes. and you forget what you're paying 
monthly on subscriptions because it could be like a little $4.99 here and then $5.99 there. Next thing, you're hundreds of dollars in subscriptions. And you're like, whoa, where's my money going? In subscriptions, you're subscribing to every channel and every streaming network that comes out. Yo, it adds up. So I, so that those are the type of things I find. I'm like, hey, guys, are we using this? What's going on my family? And they're like, oh, no, we, I need to cancel that. And I'm like, cancel it now because it's a waste of money. You can't just let it sit there. Yeah. My, my daughter had something that was going on. And I'm like, Yo, you got to be diligent about that. So that's another good thing for payroll professionals. We're used to analyzing data, right? Yeah. So take those skills and apply it to your day-to-day. Look yeah. at all of our credit cards and banks can be downloaded into a spreadsheet now and you can go and sort it and you can run pivot tables you can combine them so i take all that into account i put all of our transactions into one spreadsheet and i start analyzing it and looking at hey what's this and what's that and sometimes i find stuff that shouldn't be there who did this and they're like no we don't know we don't know what that is and if you right if you can't track it back guess what it's probably fraud and that's how hack or i don't know if they call hackers but scammers that's how they 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 kind of pressure test. They'll do $10 or $5 on your account to see if you notice it. And if yeah. you don't notice it, boom, they hit you with 100. If yeah. you don't notice it, they hit you with 1000. Yeah. They they keep hitting you as much as they can until you notice it and do fraud alert or whatever. But at that point they already got a, a few hundred dollars from you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. they got it. The credit card companies they'll give it back to you. But Mm -hmm. those hackers got it already. Those scammers got it. They got paid. So that's a whole billion-dollar industry just in scamming. So you got to be careful. And you don't know where your money's going unless you track it. Exactly. So, again, that's, like, a very good, helpful payroll skill that we could apply to our lives because we're good trackers. Payroll people are good data gymnasts, I like to say. And uh, we're always juggling data and analyzing things. So take those skills and apply it to your regular life and take advantage of these things that to help your day-to-day you know what i mean definitely agree with you like some of the things i could think of is like that impact me in my day-to-day is having time management or because in payroll you need that time management you got to use your time wisely you got to be in as if impactful and efficient and effective as possible in this industry and then also like it's with the it's part of the time management it's the scheduling so yep. me, I have this big, like a dry erase calendar on oh, okay. my fridge. Yep. And I write the dates on there, write any notes on there, and I cross it out, and then I do all that. And I do the same thing, like, with Outlook. You can do either of you. Oh, if I'm you like Outlook. Me. Crazy, yep. Yeah, you can do it with Outlook. You can do it with Gmail. Whatever platform you use, there's usually a calendar, especially with your email, there's usually a calendar that you can, like, sort with your schedule. And I, so that's, for me, that's some of the skills that I've used and I've learned in this industry that impact me from in my day-to-day, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Yep, that's awesome. So I think the last thing that I'm sure other people listening have experienced in the payroll, it's when those employees that know enough of the system to try to pull that, hey, I just changed my direct deposit or I had something happen with my direct deposit and they just changed it knowing that payroll is getting ready to process, knowing that it could have an impact on their money and they make a big stink of it. Like I've had this one situation where somebody changed their direct deposit right before payroll and it came as a live check and then they misplaced the live check 
and you know, this person was like, oh, I need my money. You guys didn't tell me that it was a, I'm going to get a live check. I thought when I changed it, I was going to get my direct deposit. Nope, pre-note. And like the system, most systems tell you like, hey, we verified the account or it's going through pre-note. Yep. Even if you're the employee who's made the change, it will tell yep. you that. And so like you have these people that, that try to play the system and get it to work in their favor. And those people that unfortunately what happens, their account is overdrawn and they say, Hey, my account is closed. And they try to get those funds back. Yeah. Some of it I attribute it to actual lack of understanding how ACH or direct deposit works. They really don't know how that's it being works. Nice. But in some cases, that's what it is. True. They have an idea, like they don't know how the data actually works from the system of record, the payment system, to the actual payment institutions, the financial institutions that they're that they bank with. What do you think? I think you're very nice. I love again. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get Walter to build this training series about how to give people grace, and I know grace. he's <laughs> give yourself grace. Come to folks where they are. Give them grace. So Walt is very awesome in that respect. I'm from New York, so I'm a lot more skeptical. And for me, I hear the BS when I get the whole, hey, this person changed their checking account number, and can we reverse their payment? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Because <laughs> what is happening is not more often than not, they're overdrawn on their account and they want their cash on their next paycheck instead of it automatically going into this overdrawn account and they're down because they're overdrawn on the account and they need every bit of their pay. And But unfortunately, I guess here's where the part you're maybe the here's where the ignorance comes in and I'll give it that they don't realize when they have to make the adjustment on their pay yeah. to impact their next check because most systems are effective date driven yes. and because most payrolls are on a lag what you're mm -hmm. doing today if I make an adjustment tomorrow it may not impact me for two checks even though I get yeah. paid this week yeah. No, if you're getting paid in a few days, you're probably well beyond the point that you can impact change on that check. Yeah. Because it, you need lead time to undo the old account and at the very minimum get a paper check on your next pay. Yep. And now what they're leading with is fraudulent activity happened. They closed that account and yeah. they need to reverse the check. Now It's already like payday. Yep. So no, unfortunately you can't because <laughs> if you've legitimately closed an account and you're not in a negative balance, there's only two things that are going to happen to your paycheck. It's going yeah. to get rejected back to your employer or it's going to reopen your account, both of which your bank will be able to tell you on payday. Yeah. If you're looking at your account and it's not there and your new account rather, oh, I went in, I put my new account there or I'm waiting, I'm looking at my app to see, to make sure it's a live check that I'll have at work or whatever. You call your bank. Yeah. Don't call payroll at the, at, on payday. If you've had things with going on with your bank, call your bank first yeah. because payroll is going to ultimately tell you, call your bank. Because yeah. payday is way too late to say, oh, I need you to reverse it and give me my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? That process, if you're waiting for all the money to clear, could take another week to do. Yeah. Because rejections, 
take a few days to get back, but your bank will be able to tell you that moment. Oh yeah, it came in this morning. It was automatically rejected or we automatically opened your account again. So, hey, come and get it. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're a payroll professional <laughs> and you don't get caught up with that excuse of, oh, my fraudulent and this, that. And the, no, there's only certain things that are going to happen. So be careful with that. And, and I've been there. Believe me, I've been there with negative accounts. Yeah. If, you're, if you have direct deposit, understand how your direct deposit works. And yeah. especially like you, you mentioned, there's a new feature now. But with technology is allowing real-time validation of your bank account. Yep. Depend on the bank. But the technologies are there with the payment services to validate in real time. And that's awesome because then you can skip the pre-note process. If you're a payroll professional and you don't know what pre-note means, it means that your pay system will send a penny to your account to make sure that your information that you wrote in and your account and your routing, your name and all that are accurate. Yes. Yep. And that's yep. a pre-note. And that means that pre-note is successful. Then the next time you get paid, it's going to go in direct deposit. If, if I had to give an example to it, there's some certain apps like Albert is one of those apps that I've used in the past. It When you link your bank to that, the Albert will send your account two different deposits, a penny and 10 cents for you to verify. It's similar yep. to that. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, yeah, just a good call out, guys. As a payroll professional, look, be wary of those claims. And I'm sure you've come across them already. But if you're new to payroll and you haven't gotten that new that employee to say, hey, oh, can you change my direct deposit or can you reverse my direct deposit because I closed my account, I have fraudulent activity. Just mm -hmm. be wary of those requests. You have to validate all of the claims before you satisfy these requests. Exactly. Validate your claims before you satisfy the request. As a payroll professional, a big scam that happens now as well is emails. You'll get the yeah. hackers are putting the pieces of the puzzle together, right? So if you're a payroll professional at this company, they start shooting hundreds of emails from the leaders at that company to you saying, oh, please yep. change my bank account information. Please change yep. my bank account information. Please change. So. Be wary of that because you should have a process in place already to validate and all those claims. It mm. should be employee self-service if you're on a good payroll system. Mm. The employees themselves go do that, and you don't have to touch that. Back in the day, we did have to do it, and offer, we needed a paper check, and we needed the avoided paper check. And yes. now, you know, now technology, you can pick up your app, and you can enter in your new information, and you validate and pre-know everything happens on its own. Yep. So be wary of those emails because there are juniors that get caught out there and make payments and do things okay. yeah. without validating the those email. emails that are coming. Nine times out of ten, the email address that it's sent from is fraudulent. And they don't even go through the effort of making the email address look official. So I, I saw one the other day for this company. I saw one the other day. This is for the company that we work for now. It came through the help desk. Yep. And the email that it said it came from, like in the message, in the message, it said it was the at our company name.com. Oh, wow. So it was like J Smith company name.com. Wow. And so I was just like, wow. So I clicked into it to look at the details Deeper. behind yep. that. Yep. And the email was actually a fraudulent email that it came out. It said, exactly. oh, yeah, they used this name yep. here. 
And but it actually the origin email is this yep. from some random Gmail account. Yep. So they're getting smarter now. So we have to like, dig deep. That's payroll professionals. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't question everything. Yep. You know what I mean? Payroll professionals, you should question everything. Validate your employees' claims. Yeah. Validate your customer requests. I didn't get paid yesterday. Really? Because I see a direct deposit into this account. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't look at my... I didn't look at my bank today. I've got, I've had that many times or older checks. Oh, I got a check three months ago. I have, I never got it mm-hmm. really because it's paid on our side. We see that it, it was paid. And, yep. and in some cases you can show them the canceled, like the check, mm-hmm. like their images, depending on how your banking relationship is set up, you can mm-hmm. pull the image of that check and their signature on it. <laughs> yep. So I've had to yep. do that in the past. Yeah. I sent all, we go through that whole deal and then to get the backup and be like, oh yeah, okay, I guess I did get paid. Yeah, you did, of course. Come on. Oh, it so, went to my savings account. Oh, oh exactly, yes. <laughs> and that's actually a legitimate issue. But at the end of the day, you have to validate their claim first as opposed yeah. to just turning around. And I can't imagine anywhere that this happens but oh i didn't get paid okay no problem here's your payment again no you know what i mean so folks just as a payroll professional direct deposit is like a huge topic always and even more so now because of the technology of and all these tools for advanced pay and for push payments and all this stuff that exists tracking and auditing and reconciling is more important than ever yep right how we move our data how we validate our data reconciling the data is super important so just keep that in mind yeah man absolutely thanks folks yeah Yeah. man thanks everybody for hearing our rant today our payroll life rant just kind of keeping it fun it's a lot of fun for prepping for them it's it's we've needed a break i think in our our conversations but we're coming soon our next more payroll-driven conversation is going to be with two HR professionals yes. there that are going to give us how that HR bridge to payroll works, like how that relationship is and what their experiences has been being in HR, dealing with payroll, getting that HR perspective, yeah. and more guests to come. It's fun to have some new people on the show and get some yeah. different perspectives. So more to come, folks, more fun to come, more learning to come. Thank you for joining us. Again, Thank reach out to us. Yeah, man. Let us know what you want, what you need, what you don't like. Don't be mean. But I can, we can take criticism. Just yeah. we're gonna we'll just straight ignore the mean stuff now. Yeah. Be so, respectful. Be respectful. Yeah, we respect you. We love you guys. We do this for you. If you don't like us, if you ain't got nothing good to say, you ain't gotta say nothing. You know? Exactly. Or if you ain't you can't say it in a respectful way, then we're not gonna pay attention to that. Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for sharing, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Likewise, bro. All right, bro. Later. Later. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and William Duncan. And until the next time, folks, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.